0: see if I'm on now. Oh, cool. I was talking a while ago and it was on. I picked it up. I guess it was on I picked it up. But uh, at least it's off now. Well, how you all doing? Here I is again. I am back. I appreciate it. You know, it's really nice when, when our pastor leaves town, because every once in a while he lets me preach. <laughs> I know why he does that. I told you, as long as I remember, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't ask for an honorarium. That's why it lets me preach. Oh. Open your Bibles if you would to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Let's look at one passage of Scripture tonight. Matthew 4, verse 19. come to a quiet stop, which means you found it. Matthew 4, verse 19, follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. And let's do verse 20, immediately they left their nets and followed him. Would you pray with me? Father, we do thank you for your word, and Father, we would ask now that you would speak to us from your word. Teach us what you want us to know. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Thought about this, uh, this week, uh, Becky and I went to the the Illinois Baptist State Association Pastors Conference, Ministers' Wives Conference, and Annual Meeting. We got all those in there, and you know, when we started up, the weather was really nice. We crossed the lake out there, headed up 57, and there were guys out there, I guess they were guys, they were a little far in the distance, I was driving, maybe Becky could tell, but I think they were guys out there fishing. I thought, well, it's a good day to fish, and I thought about that. <clears throat> thought about it some more after some comments were made at the uh, at the pastors' conference, and uh, God laid this passage of scripture on my mind to share with you. I I didn't didn't what I was going to share, and the good news about it is I don't have a manuscript, don't have any don't have any outlines, so uh, maybe it won't be too long, and we'll just go from there. And I thought about this in terms of what does it mean. You know, for those disciples, here's these guys out here, and, uh, uh, you know, they weren't all fishermen, but a bunch of them were fishermen. And, and he calls these first disciples to him, and he says to these guys who are in their boat fishing, uh, why don't you just leave everything and follow me? And the scripture says that he said, I'll make you fishers of men, and they immediately left their nets and followed him. Now, the question I had in my mind as I read about this, uh, did they even have any concept of what that was all about? I mean, when you talk about, to fishermen's about fishing, you would have thought, they well, we, we might need our nets We're going to be fishers, even of men. I, you know, we don't know what this involves. I, this might have been a new concept for them, and maybe they should have taken their net. And then I got to think about how much fishing has changed. You know, they were commercial fishermen. Anybody here commercial fishermen? No, I didn't think so. Most of us, are, if we fish at all, we're just recreational fishermen. And there's a far cry difference between being a recreational fisherman and being a uh, a commercial fisherman. And one of those differences is the way we fish. We use different tools for that. And uh, as I thought about that, it dawned to me that one of the things, you know, you, you have to know a little bit about fishing, and you have to get the right tools if you're going to go. And you know, so it's a matter of sometimes just preparation. Getting ready to fish. Now, if you're going to fish, there are a few things you got to have. And uh, one of those, you know, eventually you got to have some tools. Now, I don't know if you've given much thought of it, but, uh, but fishing has evolved. And uh, I, I thought about bringing a boat, but I don't have a boat anymore, and I couldn't get a boat in here. But but fishing has evolved. Now some of you, some of you old timers, <clears throat> did you have nice poles like this when you first started fishing? How many of you started fishing with a cane pole? Yeah, a few of you did. Yeah, how many of you still fish with the cane pole? Oh, one one diehard out there still fishing with the cane pole. Well, you know things have changed a lot since we've started fishing. Now we've got we've got all kinds of equipment and and boats. And I used to, as I said, I used to have a boat, but uh, You know, I just decided that was too much work, had to keep it up, had to get it in and out of the water, and I just decided I don't want to do that anymore. And uh, before that, I just used to go with a friend who had a boat, and that was really nice. He'd put it in, take it out, and I'd just sit there and fish. The only trouble was I'd be fishing, and all of a sudden I'd hear a big splash off the front end, and he'd jump in the water to go swimming. (laughs) Fish weren't biting, so he jumped in to swim. And I kept trying to tell him, Bob, they won't ever bite that into the boat if you keep jumping in the water. But uh, we used to, you know, we used to fish, and uh, and he told me about. Uh, how many of you ever bluegill fish? Yeah. He told me surefire way to catch bluegill. He learned it from an old lady out fishing one day. She was just pulling bluegill on right and left, and she took one. I don't think I've got one in here. Uh, she took one of those pencil f- floats. Yeah, I do. She takes one of these pencil floats. Puts a little bitty hook on the end of the thing and puts this about three feet from the hook. Puts no weight in the hook and puts a mealworm on it and drops it in the water and that thing will, that thing will lay there just like that until the fish hits it. You know, most of us think they ought to go up like this when the fish hits it, pulls it up and down. She said, just leave that thing lay there. When that fish hits it, you'll know it. And, uh, so we fished a little bit like that and then, and then Bob got me involved in, uh, in this, this stuff called crankbait fishing. And uh, I don't know what catches fish. I just fish by color. <laughs> if it looks good, I'll give it a try. But uh, you know, you got to you got to have you got to have something on the end of your line to fish with. And so we'll just put this on there for a minute. You didn't know you were coming to get a fishing lesson tonight, did you? Well, you are. And uh, if I can get this on there, then. Uh, I thought about just waiting to tie it on there, and I thought, I'll never get it tied tonight. I may not get this on there. If I do this wrong, thank goodness Matt's here, and he can <laughs> dig it out of my finger. But, uh, you know, then you've got to have one of these little crankbaits on there. And you're pretty much set to go fishing, pretty much. But, you know, <clears throat> here's what I know about fishing. It's either too hot or too cold. Did you ever notice that? It's either too hot or too cold. And really, when you think about that, there ought to be a more modern way to fish where you don't have to deal with hot and cold weather conditions. And uh, <clears throat> we can certainly take care of that, I think. You've got to be dressed just right. If you're not dressed just right, you'll never, you'll never catch any fish. So let's do this. Okay? We're good to go now. And then... <clears throat> What we could do to make fishing real easy, so we don't have to work so hard about it, just get us some water, pour it in a bucket like that. Don't you think that's pretty – well, we don't need this anymore. I'm done with this. And uh, we just get that water set up real nice. Set that water right there. You know what would really be nice if I'm going to fish I'm not much for standing up. I just like to take it easy while I fish. And uh, you all having a problem with this, aren't you? I am too. So, so let's do something a little different here. Let's, take, let's move his music so I can use this. I don't know what he needs all this music for. He knows all the words anyway. He puts them up there in the screen for it. So let's just, yeah, I think that'll work. Let's see. What we need we're going to do this right If you on the other side who can't see, that says all fish welcome here. <laughs> and if you don't mind, I'll just see if I can cast this in this bucket. The bucket's kind of small. And this is the way to fish, guys. Just cast that in there once in a while and fish away, and just kind of enjoy it. And uh, you know, the nice thing about it is you don't have to work real hard at it. Matter of fact, you got time to do all kinds of things while you're sitting here doing fishing. Let's see, we'll just get this out and, you know, we ought to do this. I mean, it's, it's hard work fishing. And, uh, you know, you've got time to do a lot of things for you fish like this. Oops! Don't think I did that right. That's story of my life. A lot of things I don't do right, but fishing—I got this fishing down. This is the way to fish, guys. I'm just telling you. You need to try this. It's—it's—it's it's, it's the way to do it. It's—it—it's it, it's painless, a lot of fun, and you can just enjoy it. You can just sit here all day and do whatever you want to do. Just have fun. Yeah, we're still fishing. Just thought I'd check and see. You can just sit here and play away like this. It's a lot of fun. You're going to, you know, if you get this done, you can. You've got one of these real fancy phones. I'm not going to do it tonight, but you can even watch television while you're doing this. I can watch a movie. Yeah. You know, I even get email messages while I'm up here fishing. I mean, I get text messages. I send them too. Got one, sent one out here that says, come on over to fish. Did you get that yet, David? <laughs> did, you get that, did you get that text message yet? Check your phone, would you? All right. Okay. David says, stop fishing and preach. Well, here's the thing about that, David. There's probably a whole lot of preaching in the bucket tonight. I don't know if you've given much thought to that. But it sure makes a comfortable way to fish, doesn't it? There's only one problem, isn't there? ain't going to catch anything. Yeah. And there's no fish in the bucket. There just isn't. Do you understand the importance of that? We spend a lot of time fishing the bucket, guys. We call it church. We think if we just show up and we invite the people to come, that it's like Field of Dreams. If we build it, they'll come. And the reality is it never works that way. We show up Sunday morning, Sunday night, and boy, if you're really faithful, or you love your pastor, I don't know which one it is, you come back on Wednesday nights. And we think we've done all we can to live our Christian life. And the reality is, we're not fishing very well. I thought about trying to illustrate this by bring a shotgun since deer season's at hand and thought I might ought not to do that. <laughs> that could be a little dangerous. But you wouldn't stand here and, and, and look for deer in the building. We expect to reach people by just opening the doors and hope they'll come. There's another passage of scripture and if we would if we would seriously look at how we generally try to fish for people, for the lost, it might read something like this. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Sit in the churches, therefore, and if they come, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything, I have commanded you. I struggle with that. What's our fishing style? Where are we fishing? I struggle with that because where you and I live in the state of Illinois, there's some place between 8 and 9 million of 12 million people who do not know Christ. Some years ago, I preached a sermon, and I said if, you'd start, if they'd start marching by us, if the lost would start marching by us, one second. One, two, three, four, five. So if you have any idea how long it would take to get 8 million, you'd be here longer than a week. In fact, you'd be here longer than a month. Just one a second. If we're going to reach them, they're not going to show up in our church buildings. We've got to go to them. That's why Jesus in his infinite wisdom, in his God wisdom, didn't say, go sit in your churches and wait for them to come. And if they come, baptize them. Make disciples of them and teach them. But instead he said, go into all the world. So a lot I have trouble with in that passage personally. I'd much rather fish like this. In the comfort of my home or in the comfort of my church. Matter of fact, I thought about bringing a television. Sitting it up there while I was fishing. In the comfort of our homes, our churches. But people outside are dying and going to hell. Maybe we don't believe in the reality of hell. Maybe we don't believe in the seriousness of hell. But my friend, if you believe God's word, it's real. And your neighbors and your friends who do not know Christ are going to spend eternity there. If you and I don't share the gospel message with them. Go ye into all the world. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? See, the choice is yours. We can either be comfortable and fish and catch nothing, or we can get out where the water is where the fish are. And fish, what are you going to do? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. Father, we're just going to do a short invitation tonight. Because I think we, we understand what your message is to us tonight. Father, the reality is for some of us, we'd rather sit in the comfort of our homes or in the comfort of our church buildings and ask for the fish to come, for those lost to come. We'd rather send our pastor or our staff or others go than we go out ourselves to tell others about Jesus. But, Father, you have called us all to do that. And we have to make a decision about that tonight about how serious we are about following you. So, Father, touch us tonight. Forgive our failures to be your witnesses. Forgive our failures to go out into the world and fish for the souls of men. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. People, you understand something? When Jesus, later on, he's got all 12 disciples, he sends them out. He just doesn't send one or two to do the task. He sends all 12 out into the field. God doesn't call just one or two of us to go. By the very fact that Christ calls you to be his child, his son, God calls you to be his, his child, his son, through, through Jesus Christ. It means you're called to go. Will you go? We're going to sing, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand. If God's speaking to you and you need to come to the altar tonight, let me encourage you to do that. If not, you may want to make a decision right where you're standing as we sing.